Hello, and welcome to Dartmouth. This is a podcast where we explore some of the strange, peculiar, and often darker stories that surround the histories of Chibuktuk in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. My name is Jess, and in this episode, Joanne and Shannon discuss drug paraphernalia. Hello, I'm Joanne Peppers, and I am the manager curator at the Dartmouth Heritage Museum. Today, I'm going to share the story of Joseph Howe's Ram's Head Snuff Mull. It's one of the cooler items in our collection. It seems to draw a lot of attention when people see it. When we show our summer students a little tour of our collection, they're always drawn to Joseph Howe's Ram's Head Snuff Mull. So most snuffs were actually small portable boxes. Think like a business card sized box, really small, uh, meant to be carried by one person. Uh, We have a couple of those in our collection too. Very simple. Well, they can range from simple to ornate. One of the ones in our collection is a simple black wooden box. Uh, It belonged to the estate of Charles Francis Bell. Nothing too extravagant. Sometimes you'd see them made of metal. Uh, with an engraving on the top, but generally meant to be carried by one person. So the high demand for snuff, and you're probably wondering what exactly is the snuff stuff that you're talking about, it's generally a fine ground tobacco inhaled through the nose. They had things called snuff grinders, a very small little tube-shaped item that you would put the tobacco in, twist the top, and it would grind it. Very similar to ground pepper. Uh, And that would make it easier to inhale through the nose, a more sweeter kind of light uh, taste to it. So the demand for the snuff uh, created a need for something bigger than that business card size case that people were carrying around. The snuff mull is a large sort of oversized snuff box, almost like a master salt shaker, one of those big ones that they come around with at restaurants. The snuff mull stood at a table or a sideboard to serve everybody. The word mull comes from the Scots dialect word for mill. The snuff having been ground in a mill to powder, much like pepper is ground today. While the most common mulls were ram's horns mounted in a silver or pewter, sometimes the entire ram's head was used to create a snuff mull. The large mulls, often on wheels, which is quite a sight, picture a ram's head full with the horns on either side, and then kind of mounted underneath the head are a couple of wheels. Uh, This would allow it to be kind of shared across the table more easily. Uh, So... These very large moles on wheels would carry large quantities of snuff uh, that were often used at fraternal organizations or regimental messes. So basically by people like the Masons or groups belonging to an army of some sort. The various accoutrements associated with the snuff, uh, so those would be spoons, brushes, and the like, were sometimes attached by chains to the mull. So picture a fine chain with a tiny spoon attached to it, another chain next to it, uh, with a rabbit's foot, most likely, used for brushing off the gentleman's mustache or upper lip after uh, using the snuff. 
And those would be the sort of things that would adorn this ram's head. Sometimes there would be tips of pewter um, attached to the ends of the horns, making it very ornate. Uh, so a very interesting piece, to be sure. So many Nova Scotians are familiar with the name Joseph Howe. Uh, he's famous for being the publisher of The People, which was a letter that accused the Halifax government of negligence and corruption. In the court case that followed, Howe would defend himself in a six-hour oration. Joseph Howe um, operated a newspaper. He was a newspaper editor. He didn't write this letter that accused the government of corruption. He simply published it. But this would be an accusation of libel. You weren't supposed to um, bring bad press, so to say, to the people in high positions, no matter how true it might be. So, of course, he was charged with libel. No lawyer with a 10-foot pole would touch this case. He was obviously guilty if you went by the code of the law. So Joseph Howe defended himself. And he was found not guilty of libel, and the people celebrated this victory for, for the freedom of the press. Uh, Howe was also the man beh respons behind responsible government in Nova Scotia. So all through the power of speech rather than swords, he accomplished some pretty great things for the province. In short, he popularized being a proud Nova Scotian. He would often say things like, when they beat me at everything else, I say, how high do your tides rise? So very eloquent speaker, a very well-known and well-liked politician in Nova Scotia. So he would be the owner of this Ram's Head Mall. So I return to this mall. What was the occasion for which Howe was presented this magnificent piece? And this is truly why I what I enjoy about being a curator in a museum. It's a good museum mystery. First, I turn, I turn to our accession record, and, I, and an accession record is the documentation we have for this artifact. Ideally, every piece that we have in a museum has a piece of paper that comes with it, digitized or just a physical piece of paper that records what the object is, the number that we've associated with that object, what it looks like, what its measurements are, who gave it to the museum, how it came into the museum, all of those sort of important details, what condition it's in, that sort of thing. So I looked to that record. So this was clue number one. I found out that it was donated by a woman named Helen Hare. She donated this along with a few other Howe heirlooms, uh, she being a relative of Joseph Howe, uh, to the Dartmouth Heritage Museum in 1968. Uh, she was one of Howe's granddaughters. She describes them all physically, uh, described what it looked like, but nothing about where her grandfather got it. She does call it the Scotch ram's head and reminisces a bit about seeing it or having family members remember seeing it on a sideboard in the house. And she also uh, records a few repairs that were done to it in the time, which is sort of an interesting history of the piece. So again, no clues there about where this thing came from, who gave it to her grandfather. So then you go to clue number two, the physical features. What can the appearance of this object tell us about where it might have come from? There is a silver plaque on the ram's right horn that states, presented to the Honorable Joseph Howe as a tribute of friendship and esteem by a few friends. 
The silver plaque on the ram's left horn says Halifax, Nova Scotia, 26th January, 1842. The ram's head also has a thistle pattern silver and faceted pink stone snuff box on the forehead. So picture a very large pink stone um, bordered by a kind of silver thistle pattern just embedded right between the ram's head's eyes where they would be on the forehead, sort of. So traditionally, all features point to Scottish origin. So I began digging into the Scottish groups in Halifax at the time, of course, thistles being a very common uh, Scottish theme. There's no maker's marks on the piece. Uh, We looked quite closely and found none, so we could find no trace of the origin of who made it and whatnot. But looking at the Scottish groups in Halifax, the obvious one would be the North British Society, founded in 1768 and now known as the Scots Club. So what was going on in Howe's life on the 26th of January, 1842? Well, a month earlier, he had decided to make politics his career and sold his newspaper, the Nova Scotian, uh, to a man named Nugent. Nugent would own it for about a year or two, and then it would go on to William Annand. After his election to the House of the Assembly, one of the first acts that he accomplished was to incorporate the city of Halifax. Uh, This was around 1842, probably later in the year, though, Uh, so it probably wasn't much to do with this. He served as Speaker of the Assembly from 1840 till 1843, so this would be the time period we're looking at. So I did a little search into a book uh, with the Annals of the Society to see what would shed light on what was happening in the year 1842. Unfortunately, that came up short. It didn't state what time of year they had their annual meeting, although I suspect it was November 30th, which would be St. Andrew's Day, a very popular time for the Scottish people to celebrate. They would often hold a dinner, and that's usually when they would do anything ceremonial, uh, induct new members, um, that sort of thing. So really, I didn't find anything out uh, except for that this ram's head was Scottish, quite possibly linked to the North British Society. Joseph Howe was known to be a speaker at the Society quite frequently, so there's a possibility that Joseph Howe gave a speech um, and was given this ram's head as a token of thank you. We remember that the one horn said that it was presented to the Honorable Joseph Howe as a tribute of friendship and esteem by a few friends. So that's basically what we have. We have a snuff box attached to a ram's head with a lot of Scottish imagery included in it, presented to Joseph Howe, who was actually from an English family. He himself was not uh, born in England, but his, his parents were, but known to be a speaker at groups such as the North British Society. So one could assume that it was given to him as a gift by the North British Society. We also look to the fact that it was also a common uh, object for regimental masses. Now, Joseph Howe didn't have much connection to um, the armies and navy at the time that were in Halifax. 
but he may have given a speech at one of their functions, too. Unfortunately, a search through Joseph Howe's speeches and the annals of the North British Society don't turn up many clues. That's not to say that this will remain unsolved. It's just to say that maybe we should do a little more digging. So if you find yourself with a little bit of free time and a sense of curiosity, feel free to take a look at our image of the Ramshead Mull and do some digging yourself. Maybe you can unsolve the mystery or solve the mystery. Thank you. Hi, I'm Shannon. I am the collections manager here at the Dartmouth Heritage Museum. And um, definitely agreed that the uh, Joseph Howe's uh, Snuff Mall is probably one of the most dramatic in terms of visual presentation that we have in the collection. Uh, currently, we have it stored in its own individual box just to make sure that it's nice and secure and safe. Um, Currently, it's not on display, though we are hope we have uh, digitized that record, and we're hoping to have it as part of Nova Muse, which is a um, digital holding for various museums within Nova Scotia. Um, and I was part of that little investigation to try to find the uh, <laughs> the maker's mark for the snuff box, and let me tell you, it was a little bit weird being like that close to essentially a ram's head. I was sort of like, oh, I hope it doesn't blink at me. But it didn't, of course. So it is definitely something that we would love to look further into because it's such a fascinating piece and to learn who these few friends of Joseph Howe were. Um, we do know, actually, uh, this recording is taking place in Evergreen House, that uh, Joseph Howe was friends with Alexander James, the original owner of the um evergreen house so i'd be curious to know whether he was involved at all with the gifting of this snuff box or if it was other friends entirely that or just people again thanking joseph howe for contributing either to a speech with their group or whether it actually was some closer friends who um gave him the snuff mall it is a bit of a mystery and i should mention joseph howe's connection to dartmouth he actually spent quite a bit of time here in Dartmouth uh, in his lifetime. He resided at a home called Fairbanks, uh, which would have been located near the McDonald Bridge area uh, in present day terms. Um, so he did have a connection to a lot of the Dartmouth area families and actually lived on this side for quite some time. I'm going to do a slight correction. It's Fairview. Fairview, sorry. Yeah. Fairbanks is a whole other thing. Yeah, that's a whole family. And they had yes. their... Thank you, Shannon. Oh, no worries. <laughs> they have a lot of like interchanging like names. Like there's Woodlawn and then there's Woodside and Fairbanks, Fairview. Lots of similar ter terminology for estates and properties within Dartmouth. So Yes, very, very important. Yeah. Fairview, not Fairbanks. Yes. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about the Fairbanks family some other time. Yeah, that'd be a good... Um, they they have a lot of interesting uh, connections to Dartmouth and to items in the museum's collection. So that'd definitely be a fun one to explore later. Yes. So like I said, if you have a penchant for solving museum mysteries, 
feel free to contact us if you dig anything up. And thank you for listening to our story about Joseph Howe's Ram's Head Snuff Mall. <laughs>